0: Hey guys, welcome back to our Ramen Host Club. I'm your host, I'm Mango Senpai. Welcome back, welcome back. Uh, you guys listened to my last episode last week, my my little TED Talk, you know, my forty-eight plus minute TED Talk episode, you know, about cancel culture and gatekeeping and Hollow live. Speaking of Hollow Live, I um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, go check the uh, the last episode on Spotify. The very bottom, I posted uh, some options of Hollow Live members. Don't forget to um, don't forget to pick your favorite Hollow member and tell me who you listen to the most. Um, so yeah, that's up already. Uh, this week's uh, this week's episode, we're gonna review Vinland Saga. If you've ever seen or read Vinland Saga, we are gonna talk Vinland Saga. So saga, <laughs> So I'm gonna spoil the Shiznit out of Vinland Saga it's gonna be a spoiler heavy spoiler review uh, so please check that anime or read that manga uh, before listening to this episode if you really love good anime I recommend Vinland Saga a lot uh, one of the few anime that recently came out in the last couple of years or so I want to say 2019 late 2019 um, that I believe is a gem I I Really think if it's going the way it should, and I feel like it is, that it's the new Attack on Titan. <laughs> I feel like Zvenland Saga, we found our new Attack on Titan. Uh, I mean, Chainsaw Man obviously is you know near and dear to my heart. I love Chainsaw Man, and that could be the next very well, very well next be the the next Attack on Titan, uh, you know, epic. But right now. I want to say villain saga has my undivided attention um so we're gonna review that also before we get started on it though um i do want to let you know that these recordings obviously i batch them up and record them so if i say something kind of unorthodox or if i give you a date or i say like oh this came out yesterday and (laughs) it actually came out like a week ago it's because I'm too stupid to not realize That I should be giving the dates Of when these episodes are recorded So that way when I say something dumb Like oh it came out last week Or "we just" and they just announced this last week It was actually been A couple weeks uh, But yeah so at the time of this recording I'm letting you guys know now It is uh, It is November the 27th <laughs> So it's November 27th so if you're listening to this two weeks from now, that's right, I'm ahead of schedule. I just, uh, you guys just traveled back in time to speak with me in uh, November 27th. How you like them apples, huh? Huh? Or I could be listening to myself in two weeks from now when I upload it, and I'd be like, wow, I sound so weird. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, anyways, so... Uh, Vinland Saga. Okay, so you guys had plenty enough time to opt out of this episode to listen to a new episode uh, or another episode or what have you. So we're gonna get to it. First and foremost, Vinland Saga has an awesome opening. I love first, I love the first uh part, first season, first part opening to Vinland Saga. Uh, the second opening is good too i like it a lot but i like the first one a lot it it has that you know hard rock metal vibe kind of reminds me of like death note um was it maximum the hormone that did death note yeah so whoever did the first opening to villain saga they know what's up um too lazy to look them up (laughs) um what i loved about villain saga was it was a it's a very unconventional Anime, we're just strictly going to be talking about the anime. Um, won't really be talking about the manga, but um, only because they're announcing season two anime early 2022, I want to say maybe February, March, maybe even earlier, but um, yeah, so very unconventional anime in a sense that it's uh, about the Celts, about the Vikings. So it's very much about, you know, not Japanese culture. Um, if anything, it's Welsh, Celtics, Vikings, you know, uh, Britannia at the time. So the setting takes place, you know, way before any technology ever came to advance in that sense, you know. Um, the atmosphere of Vinland Saga, the anime. By the way, the, the studio is Wit, Wit Studio. Uh, also the former studio of attack on titan um so they've done amazing stuff um and uh, another episode i want to cover are like the different anime studios that make these uh these shows uh, so you get a better idea what style and artistic choices they make for their um anime so look look to that into in the in the future um i don't know if it's going to be anytime the end of this this year that we have left but it'll, it'll surely be next year when we talk about different anime studios um, but that being said with studio amazing phenomenal job obviously and they're back again for season two uh villain saga has a very lush environment you could really feel um the love that they put into this series when it came to uh aside from the landscaping how the people's emotions re- how they react to certain things Um, the different characteristics and the lore that they put behind it. Obviously, it all came from a manga, uh, a a beautiful uh, illustrated and written manga, but the anime gave it that extra layer of just amazingness to it. And it's just beautiful to watch. It's gorgeous, aside from all the blood and guts that you get to fly around. Anyways, that being said, Villain Saga is definitely a... It's more in the lens of Attack on Titan, and I really don't see Attack on Titan as a shonen. I really see it more of a seinen, like an adult anime. And I feel like that's what Villain Saga is, too. It's more of a seinen. Um, people could argue, because a lot of people say Attack on Titan is shonen, And I guess it is catered to younger boys, but it's very violent. And Villain Saga is definitely very violent. Uh, very bloody. Uh, gory. But yeah, I love, I love everything about it. It's amazing. It's an amazing show. You need to check it out. Um, aside from the environment and the music is good, the sound effects and all that stuff. Uh, there's a lot of you know a lot of all the attention to detail is amazing. The story is just well crafted, um, and this is where I'm going to talk about a synopsis of what is the story about, and then we'll try to get into more spoilery stuff. But the the broader aspect is basically. It's about this guy named Thor's, with an S, Thor's, not Thor, but Thor's, um, amazing warrior, probably the best warrior uh, in the whole entire show. Um, one day, or one evening, one night, one war decides that he doesn't want to fight anymore. He doesn't want to do any more killing, so he basically bolts the war and goes, gets himself hitched, goes home. Lives in peace for 15-ish plus years. He has a wife, two kids, you know, a daughter and a son. And um, he's kind of made a life for himself. Uh, he feels like he's become or he, he's, he's ascended. He's, he's woke. He's woke AF to the point that he doesn't believe that a warrior needs any type of violence to be a warrior. He doesn't need a sword you don't need a sword in your hand to be the strongest warrior that's what his belief is uh, so his name is thor's amazing guy he's kind of like the mufasa um, and then his little simba character is thorfinn thorfinn Thorfin. that's what they call thorfinn uh, thorfinn uh, Thorfin is his son and uh, when you first meet him He's a happy-go-lucky kind of dreamy kind of kid, and when I say dreamy, I mean the fact that he has a big imagination. He dreams big. He wants to one day be with his family in Valhalla when they all reach that point. Uh, Obviously, Valhalla are only usually catered to strong warriors. So he wants to one day become a strong warrior like his father and fight the bad guys, which at this point in time, he's like six or whatever six or seven and he doesn't know who or what the bad guys are he just knows they're bad guys because daddy fights them and he wants to fight those guys Uh, never been a war in his life and also why the polar opposite to um, his father thors because he's seen enough war and he knows what it's like out there and he doesn't want any more of it that's why he settled down you know Um, but lo and behold they did settle down in a small village and um thorfinn is taken like Classes with other students, I guess, about battles. So he learns to fight and all that stuff. The women in his life are no, um, they're no, <laughs> they're not your regular women. They're 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 no uh, easy cupcake. If you get what I mean, um, they're they're tough, tough as nails. They do a ton of work. One of them, I forgot the daughter's name, but she is best girl. Well, there's only two girls. There's like maybe three or four, but she's best girl. Because she works her butt off, you know, for example, she, aside from the whole knitting aspect, she caters to the farm animals, she helps dig up the snow so they have a path to walk on, she goes whale hunting so they can have more food, so she does a ton of stuff. She makes a, she'll make a man a very happy man, that's for sure. Um, But the... The plot kind of twists and turns it starts to unfold, unravel uh, uh, in its early episodes I want to say second or third episode when um, a slave breaks off from one a, a, a slave breaks off from his chain from his chains from a country or a village that's over the mountains, made their way to where Thor's lives and um, this is time of slavery obviously and uh, they they don't take the they they take the slave in and before he dies thurs speaks to the slave about going to vinland a place where there's no bloodshed no war no slavery everyone's at peace there's lush lands no snow everything's fertile so he could grow a ton of stuff and it's just this beautiful paradise of a place that every that he's pretty much giving a vision of and you know then after that the slave dies obviously uh, the master of the slave comes by realizes the slave's dead all that stuff uh but the big point on this is thorfinn his son listened into that conversation about vinland you know and aside from that he heard stories from this this sailor, um about, you know, Vinland also being this lurish, malnutritious, uh war free, bloodshed free, you know, continent. And so that's that's the goal that is to make his way to Vinland. Um but yeah, so the master of that slave comes by, talks to Thor's and all that stuff and um basically without causing any trouble because Thorfins would really think his his dad is gonna like not stand for it and he's gonna kick that guy's ass for, for one even having a slave that ran away but instead Thor's decides to give the slave owner six of his cattle or sheep or something um, which is a heavy loss for them for the price of one slave um, but Thorfinn's I guess got in his head is like why would his dad do that if he's the most powerful warrior kind of thing you know but um, so, along the line, you realize that Thorfinn, it's Thorfinn's story, and he's trying to, like, uh, gain all this knowledge of certain things of life and how, you know, how you become a man like your father. It, it's definitely a very Lion King-esque story. It's a, you know, kind of like young boy trying to take the th- throne or bring the mantle or become the best version that your father sees you know, worthy of, in a sense. Um, and then after that, uh, a, because 15 years prior he left the war, Thors he left the war, he gets, uh, he gets invited back again into the current war from the previous Vikings he was fighting with And that if he doesn't, that it would cost him his life uh, or his village. So he basically has no choice. So Thors is put in a position where he has to go fight this war again, even though he doesn't want to. Uh, The guy who who basically came up with that was the king, the current king of Britannia. And also the one commanding the Vikings. Um, the, The commander that went to go talk to Thors was... His name is Floki, like Loki, but Floki with a F-L-O. kind of like a a DJ Viking, <laughs> Floki. Um, kind of looks like Guile from Street Fighter, but uh, he, um, but Thor's agrees, so that way there's no conflict with his people, and he could just go. But what he plans is that he'll grab all the strongest men from his, the village, set them sail to the uh, toward the war. They think they're going to war, but Instead they're going to make a stop at another continent or some other place and he's just going to leave them there because he doesn't want to have to take all the, these warriors that they have in a village that are not ready for battle, that have never seen battle, um, to a battlefield and you know get killed so he doesn't even know it's fair so he's going to take all these people, they're going to, he's going to pretend that they're going to war but they're going to drop them off somewhere else and he's going to go by himself not knowing that his son stowed away onto his ship these little shit and um, daddy spanked his ass for literally like there was an episode where he literally pulled down his pants and spanked it (laughs) because his son came on board when he shouldn't be Um, but you know uh, he was teaching his son a lesson um, and they're about to go to battle he didn't want to risk it so I get it it's a fatherly love thing it's the same reason why Mufasa talked to his son Simba why he went to the you know beyond their borders where the hyenas were um, and anyways this is the big turning point so not knowing that th- when they're about to drop those new the, the new recruits off at the different continent Thor's had no idea he was actually being set up by Floki Floki had hired Ascalad, a pirate a Viking pirate with his little merry band of crews to assassinate Thor's for a slump sum of, you know, reward, money. And so Askelad agrees, and then while when, once Thor meets them to that continent, they get ambushed by Askelad and his gang of pirates. Um, Thor's basically won that whole entire fight, but because Askelad is one of those amazing villains with complex story. and I love Askeladd and he's a bad man. he's a bad guy he's he's just like Thanos but he's got layers and layers of like character development but he's so bad um he plays dirty obviously and he he kills Thor's in front of his son Thorfinn and this ignites a flame of anger in Thorfinn Thorfinn's just so angry so um because Thor's technically won the battle his men are free to go um And Thorfinn is free to go, you know. uh, Even though it costs Thor's his own life, so Thor's is dead. His son is angry. All the men are free, but the the pirates take Thor's ships. I I think they had two ships. Took took his ships, and because Thorfinn was so upset, he actually stayed on board the ship, hiding. Uh, in one of the in Thor's ship and he basically is trailing Askeladd at this point the young little kid doesn't know how to fight can't even pick up a sword without like you know being flung around by it Um, so this is where like his happy go lucky side just dissipates he is now this like I'm gonna kill you I'm gonna take revenge for my father like he is angry he is he's like Bakugo like 50 times over um, he's just filled with hate and anger and revenge, um, but he can't. But throughout the series, he's been he he's doing all these tasks for Ascalad because he's not strong enough to take him on. He doesn't want to kill him while he was asleep, while he's sleeping, or while his back turned, because he has honor like his father. He wants to fight him like a man, head to head. Um, you know, Ascalad, even though he's technically a Viking, also also hates the Danes and the Vikings because he thinks they're brutes. Uh, and because they have that whole code of being so honorable, where, in term, Asclad himself is not a very honorable person, you know. So it didn't make sense to him, and that's why he hates those kind of people. Uh, but he 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 uh, he gestures with um, with Thorfinn, like he he plays around with him. He make you know every time Thorfinn feels like he's winning, Asclad you know one ups him and, and you know wins the duel or something. So uh every time he loses the duel you know Thorfinn doesn't want to leave his side because he wants to be there close to him so he could kill him but um but he's also doing jobs for Ascalad, and I think and, and throughout the whole series it seems like that Thorfinn is now part of the crew the pirate crew with Askelad. but he made it very pronounced in almost every other episode saying I'm not working for you, you're not my boss I'm just doing this because I want to be able to fight you when I get something accomplished. So let's say for example, one of the episodes is like okay, I'll give you a chance, Askeladd will say to Thorfinns, I'll give you the chance to beat me if you bring me the head of a general or something, you know. And so Thorfinns will go out there and he'll go chop up the head of a general and bring back to Ascalad and they have a little duel, Thorfinn's fights, Askeladd, Asclad kicks his ass still because he's still a kid, um, you know, because he's not ready yet. But this is very much Thorfinn's and Ascalad's story. Thorfinn's uh, growing up to being a very angry, hated, like, with so much hatred individual um, toward Askeladd. um he doesn't even know that Floki was the one technically who put the hit on his father. So honestly, I don't know if they're ever gonna reveal that. But if I, if anything, he should be more angry at the fact that Floki made Askeladd do it. So I don't even really blame Askelad, but because he's just a pirate, he just wants he just wants money. But what I loved about this whole thing was the fact that Askelad didn't you didn't know Askeladd until like maybe the fourth episode, third fourth episode in. And he he, he he It seems like Thor's was the main guy, was the main hero, you know. Not even knowing that it's uh, it's a Thorfinn story, an Askeladd story. Except you watch the obviously the opening, you see a lot of Thorfinns in there growing up. So um, it basically unfolds. And was that, What that's also another thing why I love the intro so much is because it tells you the story and what to focus on in the show, and not. Really, What you think is important You know So Askeladd Not knowing that he's You know One of the main characters Becomes Obviously the main character Of the whole entire show Aside from Thorfinns you know? um, So That's the main season The first season um, Of Villain Saga um, Later on They fight another Big Viking That fought with Thors At one point Named Thorkell He's a Like a He's kind of like a savage, like Hulk type. Like you could, he he'll lose limbs, he'll he'll lose fingers and shit, and he's still like OP, strong, like the Hulk, you know. But all he wants to do, he's kind of like the Goku. He just wants to fight. That's all I care about. He's fighting, eating booze and women, you know. That's 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 Thor-Cold. um, and he fought alongside Thor's at the time. But when he realizes Thor's is dead and he left behind his son, Thorfinn, and he finally gets a chance to fight Thorfinn, he feels that Thorfinn is worthy to be a warrior. This is the thing with Thorkell. He doesn't think everyone, even Vikings, certain Vikings, can are not warrior material. They're not worthy of fighting him or being sent to Valhalla because they're weak or they're not really warriors, you know. But when it comes to Thorfinn, because he's the, the straight descendant of Thor's, he's like, oh, you're worthy, and he is. You know, they just have two different fighting styles. Thorcol is literally the Hulk, whereas Thorfinn is like Hawkeye. He, he's like a, an assassin. He, he's speed and stuff. And then you got Ascalad, who's kind of like the brains of the outfit. He, he's a genius. He's a he's definitely tact. He's a tactician, strategist. Um, likes to think. 10 steps in advance so you got a great crew of characters in this in this show but anyways um the reason why they're the, they're fighting Thoracle is because Thoracle is protecting the said king of Britannia at the moment or London um where they t- where they actually took the son the, the son's king hostage because the king himself is planning to basically he was setting up a coup to assassinate his son, which failed because then Askeladd and his crew was able to rescue um, the king's son and have him on their side. Um, so Thorcol has been chasing down Askeladd's team just to get back the son so he could finish the job, but it didn't turn out the way he wanted to, so and Thor- like at one point, Thorcol kind of just decides, hey, I'm going to switch teams. So now he's on team Askeladd and team um, king's son. <laughs> uh, the king's son is Canute. Canute is, I believe, his name. Very complete opposite of Thorfinn. They're the same age, but Thorfinn, you when you see him grow up, you see him that uh, he's you know the angry brute like Sundere boy, and then there's Canute, the king's son, very feminine looking. Uh, get gets confused by women all the time because of his long hair and you know supple lips and not so distinguished jawline um, but he's very timid shy. doesn't like to talk at first but then realizing afterwards when one of his uh, most important uh, uh, I guess member dies that's near and dear to him that help raise them he starts to see the world in a different light and he be, not, then he becomes this more obst- very obstructive type of character he's not he's, he still has a heart and he still he still understands the good in people but unlike his father you know, just so unlike his father in that sense but now he's more you know he, he's more what's the word control He he's more king worthy material I would say you know he before he didn't talk as much and now he's like giving commands and orders and understanding the lay the, the, the things that make a kingdom great kind of thing. So he, he definitely stepped up as being a quiet kid to a more worthy king. Um, and that's the sense why Thorkel kind of changed sides because of that. So they make it back to Britannia uh, where the king is, where Floki is at, uh, right by the king's side and the king is shocked that the son is still alive but obviously he can't kill his son because his son just returned and if he killed his son the people would look down on the king in a sense would be thinking uh why is he killing his own son kind of thing you know maybe it wouldn't look good for the king obviously because he needs an heir um obviously he has his other son the older son but I Forgot if they mentioned that if he was dead or if he was just off to another war or something. But he wasn't shown. It was just Canute. Um, and the king doesn't like him. I think he favors the other son, the older son. Which he wasn't in the picture, so I don't really remember him that much. Um, and so... Uh, Askeladd, Thorfinn, Thorkel, and Canute come back to Ritania on the king's side. And they basically stage a whole... To kill the king So that way Canu Become the new ruler And uh, Yeah it That's pretty much How it ends It ends Really strongly Very iconically And very visually Beautiful In a very messy way I loved it to death um, The king dies I'm not gonna say how You just have to watch it But basically Askeladd is just a beast of a character and um, I, I have so much mad respect for that type of character like his, his type of character the layers he puts in like one moment you're feeling sorry for Asclad, for example right like you, you understand where he's coming from then the next episode he's like burning people's bodies or something that are innocent innocent Christians you know that are hopeful Christians he's killing them and like dang he really is a bad man but understand why he's bad, you know, so yeah, Asklad is definitely that type of person I lo- If anything, he's probably my favorite character out of all the character casts Thorfinn's being my second, but after a while he just becomes annoying in a point where it's like Okay, dude, you're a one-trick pony now, you're just gonna be angry this whole time But then it kind of ends in a note where Asgard tells uh, Thorfinn to like, hey What are you gonna do after I'm gone? Like, are you still gonna be so angry? Like, you gotta move on, kid so in a sense, Asclad kind of became a mentor or fatherly figure for Thorfinn growing up, and it's so beautifully packaged and wrapped. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Vinland Saga, go check it out. That's my quick, not quick. Well, my my review of Vinland Saga. Amazing story, amazing visuals, amazing OSTs. It's it, it's perfection at the uh, right now. You know, if I were to rate it. <laughs> I don't know why I do these rating scales because, like, I'm only reviewing anime that I really love. I should review some anime that I hate so I can give you a fair rating. But this rating, I want to say it's like a good nine out of ten. Um, it, I, I won't give anything a ten. I'd say like a nine, eight point five nine. It, it's a good watch. It's entertaining, and you'll get. You, you. It's definitely worth it. Right now, it's only streamable on Amazon unless you legally watch anime. Then I don't care. But Amazon Prime, if you have Amazon Prime. They've got some good choices up in there, and Vinland Saga is one of them. So check it out before second season comes around. It's a 24-episode anime. They don't really make that much anime anymore with 24 episodes, unless you know the hype is real. The hype is definitely real in this one. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Our Ramen Host Club. Um, I hope you guys are getting ready more for this whole winter break. It's, uh, it's, it's creeping up on us, you know, so keep warm. Drink some hot chocolate and watch more anime and we'll see you in the next podcast. Alright guys, bye.